The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call today is 816-251-3555. Have you had a recurring dream? Do you know what it means? Do you feel like you're in Groundhog's Day? What does it mean? And I'm broadcasting live today in Jenner, California, a place I bet most of you haven't heard of. It's an amazing place, and I'm actually specifically located at the most magical place called Tastings by the Sea. Tastings by the Sea. It's a wine bar. I'm not drinking wine just yet, but I will be later, I promise you, by E.K. Cellars. It's the wine that they feature here at Tastings by the Sea. And I'm looking out over the sea, as you might imagine, with a place called Tastings by the Sea. There's roses. There's whales out there. I haven't seen a whale yet, but I hear that they are just under the surface. And Nancy T will be joining me any moment. And we're going to talk about recurring dreams and weddings. Gypsy Racco and Gregory Kime are getting married today. So happy Beltane. They picked today to be their wedding day. So in about an hour or two, I'm going to be officiating their wedding. So it's a little bit of a wild day today. So I think we need a prayer. So join with me in turning within for just a moment. Ah, take a big deep breath. And let's just release and let go. Ah, I say that to myself. Releasing, releasing, releasing. And letting go of all the things that beep and bleep and make noises in your head or your devices. Just don't turn off the radio show. And as we release and let go, we make room for the sunlight of the spirit to find us. And to fill us up with every breath we take, to illuminate our minds, to fill up our bodies, our hearts, our spirits, so that we can be like the miniature suns. The sunlight of the spirit just shines through us uniquely, radiantly, so that we can be who we came here to be and do what we came here to do and perhaps wake up from the recurring dream of being the sleeping beauties that we've been and we can wake up to our divinity and have this heaven on earth experience here and now. And why not? Today is Beltane. It's May 1st. It's a special day coming out of the dark into the light. So let's take a big deep breath Ah, and be so grateful. I'm so grateful to be with you today here on Unity Online Radio and here at Jenner by the Sea in Northern California at Tastings by the Sea. Everything's by the sea today. Nancy T, are you by the sea? Are you with me? I wish I was by the sea, but in spirit I am. <laughs> I agree. 
Gregory, come here. Say hello. Oh, wait, you've got too much. Gregory's getting married. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and hi. Yeah, it's she's saying congratulations. Hey, Nancy T, do you want to read to us all about the um, Hero's Journey Oracle of the day? I sure would love to. Uh, first of all, I selected card number 15, and it says build in breaks saunter slowly and i love it because well purple is my favorite color and this card has a lot of purple and it's a lady lounging she looks just about nude and she's lounging with a lot of purple draped around her transparently it's gorgeous and so thank you rasuli for that beautiful artwork but the meaning of this card well first the quote is don't power walk Saunter slowly in the sun, eating chocolate and carry a blanket so you can take a nap by Sark. (laughs) That's like my theme song. All right. I picked the right card. So the message is sometimes you don't feel like showing up, and that's okay. Sometimes you want to quit, and that's okay. Sometimes you just want to hide your head under the covers, and that's okay too. Resistance is part of the journey. However, where the hero takes a nap, then keeps on going, the ordinary person simply gives up. It's not that the hero doesn't over-fantasize about quitting, eating a tub of ice cream, and throwing their commitment off a 100-story building. Oh, yeah. But the hero builds in space for resistance without having to burn any bridges. The hero takes breaks, paces themselves, and allows resistance to join the epic journey because it's coming whether you want it to or not. Resistance, as challenging as it may be, has a right to be there, but it doesn't have to stop you from moving forward on your hero's journey. And the dream symbol is a breakup. A breakup in a dream can denote change in a pattern of your life. However, it could also be a rehearsal helping you process your feelings about how you would handle the end of it should it occur. Remember, the best relationships and projects survive many stops and starts on the way to becoming actualized. This dream could indicate the need for space from a destructive pattern in a relationship or job. These dreams can guide you through the process of ending and rebirth. And the mantra is, this is a journey, not a sprint. So I build in breaks and I reward myself along the way. Ah. I love the way you read that. That was beautiful. It's like you make a breakup sound like it's this amazing thing. Um, so Gregor, Gregory Gregory Keim is the, the groom, and I got to meet his whole family um, since I've been up here at Jenner by the Sea, and they're amazing. The Kimes just rock. His Aunt Helen, it was her 80th birthday last night, and she said the funniest thing that reminds me of what you just said. So, Aunt Helen, this is a shout-out for you. Um, she said that it's that um, it's an Irish saying. Um, t- the art of diplomacy is to learn how to tell someone how to go to – I don't know if I can cuss on this show. H-E-L-L. And they get excited, and they look forward to the journey. That's the art of diplomacy. So I'm learning so much from Gregory Kimes' amazing family. And by the way, I'm looking out across this beautiful gift shop, and I'm looking at Ruthie. And this is Gregory's mom, who happens to be in the Annie Oakley Hall of Fame. Have you ever heard of the Annie Oakley Hall of Fame? This is not like, this is serious. She is a serious 
shooting woman. I mean, this is like oh. she can outshoot anybody. And literally, she was like up against, I mean, talking about thousands of rounds of shooting. And she like did this amazing thing where, that nobody had ever done where she got like 99 targets like hit right in the bullseye out of 100. And, and she was up against some little smarty pants young man and she beat him mm. anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Anyway. kids really listened to her all those years. They, it, <laughs> oh, like, yes. You know? Ruthie, yes, she, Mom, Nancy T is saying she bets your kids listen to you. Since you're, <laughs> they play, they pay close attention. So every time she puts her hands on her pocket, they're like, okay, Mom. Whatever you say. <laughs> yes, Mama. And this is not just a dream. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that it means when you have a recurring dream. Um, have you ever had a recurring dream, Nancy T, that you want to bring up? I sure I've did. I've had one. It's a short. Oh, let's hear. I can do it. It's real short. Um, okay, let's do I it. Used, I used to have a dream where I would sit at a piano and I'd play like one note. And I played two notes, and all of a sudden I'd be like, you know, like a virtual show <laughs> on the piano. Like, I was just amazing. And I go, wow, I didn't know I could play like that. And I had this dream over and over and over again. And then I met my ex husband who could <gasps> play like that. He could play like that to beat anybody. He just was just an amazing, amazing piano player. Oh my God. And once I met him, I never had that dream again. It was as if I didn't <gasps> need to do it anymore. Because he did it for oh me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's incredible. I love that yeah. dream. I love the symbolism, too. too. I think whenever music shows up in a dream, it's you're in touch with your soul. And clearly, you were meant to, your soul guided you to Chris. God rest his soul. And every time I hear mm -hmm. Billy Joel, I think of him. And that rhymes, God yeah. rest his soul. Okay, so here's my dream. The first the first guy that ever broke my heart when I was 11 years old, and Dana has heard about him way too many times. <laughs> 11? I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I okay. know. I don't know why people laugh. I was 11, but it was, hey, okay. Juliet was also like, what, was she 13? So, hey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 11 is serious. Right on par. All right, Me and Juliet on. were right on target. <laughs> anyway, he broke my heart. He literally, like, one day, like, in love, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Yes, we were 11, but hey, it seemed possible. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, no, I got I to gotta break up with you. I'm losing all my friends because of you and all these really other, all these pretty girls say they're telling me to break up with you because, you know, they're pretty and they're older and they're smarter and wiser. So he just dumped me and I was so devastated. I can't even tell you. I mean, I literally felt my rip in half. It broke. And this is the beginning of me becoming an ice queen. Literally, people after that, men always called me the ice queen because I knew how to shut my heart down like no one's business. Anyway, over my lifetime, and I am, everyone knows I'm 50, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of it. I was going to say I'm not proud of it. No, I am proud of it. But I've had dreams about him, like in my dreams. He's the, my, my most recurring dream character. And part of it is like a litmus test of my healing because so many times for years he would be rejecting me and I'm trying to look cute, putting on the right lipstick, trying to get his attention. No, no, no. And he's like completely ignoring me. And finally, as I start to heal, thank you, Dana Walden, for being like the greatest healer. Um, those dreams started to change and pretty soon he started chasing after me. And <laughs> then he would get a little and I was like, oh, come on, back off, dude, get a life. 
get a life. And and one of the last dreams I had about him, we actually hugged, and it was like this forgiving, healing hug. And I and that was a couple of years ago, and I haven't had wow. one about him since. So and I think it's won't. sometimes our recurring dream. And maybe I won't. And if I do, it's okay. I used to always feel so bummed when I would dream about him because I thought it was like, it was it was telling me that I that I wasn't as healed as I thought I was. <laughs> it was embarrassing <laughs> no there. to my dream ego. <laughs> right. Right. No what there? No growth. Oh my god. <laughs> no growth. No there. growth. Yeah. It's like wait a minute. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm Doctor Dream. Heal thyself. I'm telling telling everybody else what they need to do, and I can't do it for myself. But I think eventually, once there's acceptance and healing, everyone in our dreams is an aspect of ourselves. I believe. So it wasn't so much about him and me pining about him. It was about that part of myself, the masculine, younger, juvenile, masculine part of myself that was being rejecting and critical. So that was me healing that part, letting that part of me. So I'm sitting behind the desk here, so it looks like I work here. Hello, may I help you? <laughs> Nancy, you would love this place. And so, so Jenna by the I sea and tastings oh. by the sea. And I'm not sure what this store is called. It's like, I think it's just part of tastings by the sea. Okay, so one of the things that it means when you have a recurring dream is that you're attempting to heal something and you're... And it can be, oh, Jenner Gifts and Wine. Jenner oh. Gifts and Wine. Look it up. And then when if you're into wine and spirits, come and try some EK Sellers. It's here at, at Jenner Tasting by the Sea. Okay. So it's oh, a litmus test know. to let you know how you're healing. Oh, yes, you do, Nancy. I know that you can sometimes <laughs> be known as a, yes, you know, I what can. kind of a drinker, but I won't. Okay. So it's a litmus <laughs> test. Wow. All right, so okay. I know we were sent some dreams. Or not? Oh, sure. I'll give the second one, and and then maybe you can yeah, cue up we'll some of the in. other dreams that were sent to us. Okay, so okay. I sometimes. All right, so there is a woman that I know. Her book is coming out soon. Her name is Susie Plaxen. We're going to be interviewing her soon. She wrote a book called "The Return of King Lillian," and this book is going to be, I predict, like the next Harry Potter kind of a series. It's she calls it nonfiction. Oh, non. No, no. It's, I can't remember what she calls it, but it is like fantasy, but it's for adults. It's for kids. It's amazing. And she never wanted to write a book, but she kept having recurring dreams of this woman in a purple cape on this beautiful horse riding through the forest. And, and it was just, she calls them flash recurring dreams, just a flash of an image that was stunning to her. And she would in this, and she, she kind of, every time she thought about this image from her dream, it's like, she knew that the woman's name was Lillian and that she was a King <laughs> and she was running from something and maybe running towards something. But every time she dreamt about it, she knew she had to write about this wild being named Lillian. And she's ended up writing this epic story and I and she's done the audiobook version of it that is so incredible. She's an actress like you Nancy and she she's had a recurring role on Star Trek and a bunch of TV shows that people would recognize. She's an amazing actress and she wrote this book based on a recurring dream. So I think sometimes our recurring dreams come to us because they're a mandate and they will keep recurring until we do something with them. We take action, wow. we write that story or we 
we create that movement or we do that thing. What do you mm-hmm. think, Nancy? They're yummy in general. I feel like there's a message there no matter what it is. It's just recurring dreams. They're the best. They're the best. They're the best. Okay. So, and we've got a few others that I'll talk about, but let's see. What else? What else do we have? Any dreams sent to us? We do have a dream that was sent to us from another Nancy. She was she's oh. in, I, I think, Wisconsin. So I guess oh there is heavens. another Nancy in the world, I come to find out. All right. What? Well, what? <laughs> Crazy, right? Okay. Her recurring dream is that she's with a group of people, usually friends or family. They're staying at a hotel, and when they leave, she's always separated. She can't find the hotel. She can't find them. And she doesn't find her hotel, and then she can't find it, or if she does find it, she can't find the room. So she's like, mm. what the heck is going on? And now I wonder, mm. too, what do you think? Wow, this is an interesting theme. So there, there's a lot of people that send dreams where they're with people and then they get lost from the people that they're connected with. Hello, I think I think this person thinks I work here, but I don't. But you can ask him questions. <laughs> I'm just borrowing the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Nancy, you would so love this. Okay. So I would. I think so I think if everyone's let's just do it from the literal and then from the figurative. So from the literal, I would say that there's a lot of women these days, especially women named Nancy. Just kidding. Just women in general, especially first for women, women that dream about doing something and then getting distracted and cut off from their families, being disconnected from their family and trying to find them. And in some way, I think it's kind of like a a symptom of being a modern woman and probably a modern man as well, where we're trying to have it all. We're trying to make room for everything, our work, our taking care of ourselves, our doing the things that we need to do. And then, oh my God, where'd my family go? I do. I don't have time for them. I, I lost track of them. It's kind of like letting us know to, you know, what was that song? Was it a Dan Fogelberg song from way back when about, um, Hey dad, do you have some time? What was that one about the, the father that's so busy working it? He didn't have time oh, for a son. And then, Oh, do you mean cats in the cradle? Cats in the cradle. Yes. Oh. Makes me think of that song. Yes, exactly. That's like it's a killer like, song. And that was not Dan Fogelberg, but it was a killer song. Oh my God. That, so that was tragic. Exactly. But I think I'll say, you know, it was very cats in the cradle. When I, when I talk to someone, if it's like, I know a parent doesn't pay enough attention or whatever, uh, that's just I, from that song. Wow. Dana Walden, who wrote the song cats in the cradle? And the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, when you're coming home Dad, I don't know when, don't but we'll care. get together then. Dad, you know we'll have a good time then. Dana Walden, I'm counting bring on you to look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think these dreams are trying to tell the dreamer don't let that happen. This is a this this is a per, this is an opportunity to prevent that scenario from happening so that you can have it all and you might not be able to have it all at once and all in like all full on but keep at least a little connection with your family while you're doing your thing now she's in a hotel is that the other part of the dream that you said she's like checked yeah, into some hotel yeah, she's she's a person who's with her friends and then she wants to go back to the hotel and she loses them and she can't 
most if she does get back to the hotel, which isn't always the given, but if she does, she can't find her room. Oh, she can't she's find her room. Lost. Okay. So she's trying to find, so she's trying to locate herself. So I think that whenever we feel lost, you know, in some reason, in some respect, I think getting lost in a dream is really great because it means that the person has expanded beyond, beyond their common sense of self, their common orientation. And they're just having a little bit of hard time coming back to like, who am I? Where am I? So it doesn't mean that they can't find themselves. It just means that on the upside, they have expanded beyond ordinary and it's a, telltale sign that they're on their hero's journey. It's part of the the quest is getting lost and ultimately finding yourself. So she's getting clues to find herself. A hotel, it's different than a house. A house is kind of like your permanent sense of residence, permanent sense of resonance and permanent sense of self, whereas a hotel is a temporary sense of self. So it tells me she's in some kind of transition and she's trying to locate herself. What do you think about that, Nance? Yeah, it, I'll tell you, it does. Harry Chapin, Chapin, Harry Chapin yes, saying yes. cats in the cradle. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it on my screen and I, I didn't know him, but he's saying that song and forever changed my reference point. <laughs> when you oh, yes, that yeah. is so powerful. So if anybody wants to share their recurring dream or their, their thoughts about recurring dreams, what you think it means, or if you ever saw Groundhog's Day. Again and again and again. Um, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816. It's 255. 255. No, it's 251-3555. Okay, I looked it up. Are you sure? 816-251-3555. Oh, There's still a lot of fives. There's a lot of That's five. okay. Okay, I looked it up before I saw that, but I could be wrong for sure. Okay. All I've right. got it written down so, here too. So yeah, yikes, somebody better tell us. <laughs> Call yes, it's eight two five one three five five. It is confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Unityonlineradio.org. Exactly. So what do you think of that, Nance? Oh, this dream is well, you know what's yes. interesting is to me, she gives me the feel that she's usually with her, a group of people, friends or family, so it's all friendly. And then when she's mm. on her own, she can't find her way. But mm, she's that's not even good. going home. She's she's going to this hotel, and mm-hmm. it just to me it, it seems like she might have um, she might lack a little confidence in in how to be by herself and how to find right. her way and how to manage things. But mm. I think that the dream is giving her a message that she has these friends and she has these family, and just because they're not in sight doesn't mean they disappear. It's still that important. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, let's see, we've got someone, Sandy. Sandy calling in from, I'm not sure where you call. Where are you calling in from, Sandy? Welcome to Unity Online Radio. Ask Hi, Dr. I'm calling from up in Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg, Thank Canada. You. How fabulous. How what are you dreaming about up there? What kind of recurring dreams do you have up there? Well, this is one <laughs> I used to have as a kid. And I would have it probably three times a week. Mm. And in the dream, I'm, st- I'm around a pool, a uh, rectangle swimming pool. Mm. And all the people, I, I don't even know, the only way I ever know how to describe it is they're kind of like the Michelin tire man. Mm. All round, okay. roly-poly. Oh, they're, wow. They're, 
there that the pool is surrounded by these people standing standing around the pool and then and they're very interesting taupey pink. I can picture the color perfectly. They jump in the pool, there's a big splash, and then everything turns a really unusual blue and they're all standing mm. outside again. And this just repeats oh. over and over and over again. Okay, so let me see if I've got this straight. So you're by this re- rectangle pool, and there's these Michelin tire-esque kind of round, roly-poly people. Are they men and women, or are they all men? Or? They're both. You can't tell. Both. Okay, and they're, but so they're they're like round, roly-poly, but they're kind of pink, taupe-colored. They're all pink. And, Everything's a pink color. And then they jump in the pool, and it turns the pool an interesting shade of blue. Can you say, describe... It's like they jump in, in, and as instantly as they jump in and the splash is there, they're back outside and the water's calm. But the color keeps changing every time they jump in. And is it, in my, as I'm like entering into your dream, it seems like it's a beautiful blue. Is it beautiful, or do you like the it's color? How do you beautiful. feel about this color? They're beautiful. Is it? Yeah. Okay, and what's your feeling about this dream? How do you feel about these roly-poly Michelin men kind of guys? I've People. always felt like it was a memory from a lifetime on another planet. Yeah, that's the feeling I'm mm. getting. <laughs> yes. Okay, and your it feeling. After I, it was only there when I was young, and I loved <gasps> it. I loved it. And you loved it. Yeah. Aww. So it sounds like, I mean, even as you're speaking, it sounds like there's this wistful quality in your voice. Like it's, it's connecting you with a memory of being among these special people. Yeah. Like they looked all the same, but they were male and female. past lives to other other existences. I've got a lot to say about this dream. We're about to go to the break, so stay with us and I and stay with us and call in with your recurring dreams. We're going to take this the show is all about you by the way and happy Beltane. So take your recurring dreams and call us back here at Unity Online Radio. The number is 816-251-3555 and we're going to get to the bottom of Sandy's amazing dream on the other side of this break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate Today. 
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. Who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. Remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Reverend Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of New Thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Reverend McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and I'm here on Unity Online Radio. So grateful to be. The number to call about your recurring dream is 816-251-3555. And it is Beltane today. So if you're someone who fancies themselves a Celtic, a Gaelic, someone that likes the wee people. Oh my God, speaking of the fairy people, Gypsy is just so, Gypsy's getting married today. I'm going to be marrying Gypsy. She's Say hello. Oh Hi. My you can't hear, but I'm, I can hear you. <laughs> Gypsy's, so everyone just take a breath and just send a million blessings to Gypsy and Gregory. We're sitting here in Tastings by the Sea in their gift store and she's about to get married and she's going to be the most beautiful bride mermaid you've ever seen in your life. I'm Beltane. Why did you pick Beltane? 
because it's very important, it's a very important auspicious date to hold a hand fastening ceremony on the Beltane. And That's what I put in your the, exactly, I know. So on, so the, we're going to do a hand fasting ceremony. Do y'all know what that is? I love you. I'll see you soon. I'm going to be marrying her very soon. That just sounds weird. It sounds like I'm a polygamist. The signs are in the trunk. Ask Dana. Get them from Dana. Okay. <laughs> There's like all the fun stuff about. It's like the steel magnolias moment right before the wedding. It's exciting. Um, okay, Beltane, hand fasting. Do you know what hand fasting is? You get the cord. You, it's an ancient Gaelic tradition where you, the, the, the couple puts their, they hold their hands and the minister wraps twine or a ribbon or a rope around their wrists and it represents them going from um, an individualized life to having a unified life. And it's so beautiful. And it was typically the type of wedding ceremony held on Beltane. And Beltane is the is May Day, is May 1st. And it symbolizes, it's like the most special of all the Celtic ceremonies. Um, it, but it falls between spring equinox and summer solstice. And it represents the time when we come out of the darkness of winter into the hope of all the light and all the warmth, knowing that the light and the warmth always prevails. So that's why this is a significant day. So it's fun to get married, even though it's a Wednesday. And most people get married on a Saturday or a Sunday, but it's kind of perfect. Anyway, May Day is also, hello, a distress signal. We've all heard May Day, May Day, May Day. So I had to look up, wait, why Why would such an auspicious day, May Day, be, our, like, be this distress signal? And I looked it up and it's... Because it's an international distress signal that means, in, in French, m'aider, it means help me. So that became the distress signal. But it's interesting, I think, because coming out of the darkness, when we're in our own darkness, if we ask for help, if we sincerely say, help me, God, help me, spirit, help me, creator, we, the light comes comes in. We get helped. If we sincerely ask, we're sincerely helped. And the light comes in. So in a weird way, it is kind of connected to May Day. It's like this is the day to ask for help and watch immediately the light come in. Does that make sense? Does it seem like I'm just like putting things together that don't go together, Nance? <laughs> or is there you following no, me? No, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think it's great. Thank yeah. you. All right. Speaking of picking so up what we're putting pool. down. Yeah. Back to Sandy. So Sandy, I hope you're still with us. I am. Can you hear me, Sam? Oh, okay, great. All right. Oh, what patience? Okay, so I mean, our I think we were kind of agreeing on the other side of the break that this was some kind of a memory of a past life, or maybe, as Bashar would say, a multiple simultaneous life. Like maybe there is no past, no future. Maybe that's all happening at the same time. But who knows? Let's just call it past, just for the sake of elegance that this might have been like a planet that she came from and it has such a lovely feeling so we're thinking that that's connecting her because she had these recurring dreams when she was young but if let's just go beyond that for a moment and let's just say that anything having to do with water firestar called in during our um our facebook pre-show and she was talking about lots of water dreams and we were talking about how water is the ultimate symbol of intuition, feminine energy, emotion. 
And I would say, if we look at dreams from the perspective that they're helping us to become a more evolved version of ourselves, one of the best ways to become a more evolved version of ourselves is to is to raise the level of our emotional IQ and to become more um, masterful at how we swim and how we be with the element of water, the conductor that water is. So these beings get in the water and the water changes color. It makes me think of the Mary, what, um, oh, I can't think of who said the Charlotte Bronte said, I've had dreams through my life that have changed me. They've been like wine through water that have altered the color of my mind. And something like that. I'm not quoting it exact, but I feel like these beings, they they have this pinkish taupe color and they jump into the water and it changes the color of the water. Meaning to me, it changes the emotion. Their vibration changes things. And then it leaves a lasting impression even after they get out. So to me, this is a message for how we leave each other. We can inspire each other. We can... We can bring each other down. We can bring each other up. But our emotional energy leaves leaves a ripple effect. So um, what is what about you, Nancy T? And then we'll turn it back over to Sandy to see how this lands on her, if it were our dream. Yeah, if it were my you, dream. Gosh, I, I really think because the, the colors meant a lot to me, they just stuck out. And I was thinking they start off a, a pinkish color and then they end up a bluish color. So it felt very gender related, but gender fluid, almost as though we are all one. And it is and no matter how you see a person, they can be something else. There's more depth to them. In fact, the depth of the water would, mm. would illustrate that. And it just felt to me as though these beings were enlightened and they were fully developed in both their masculine and feminine aspects. And, and of course, if this reflects her, that would, that would be a reflection of you as well. Mm, I love that. And Sandy, I think my last thoughts on this are just the feeling of it. And thank you for sharing it. A, a shared dream in some way, it's like the wine through water. And I am in a wine bar as we speak, not drinking this early in the morning, but that's where I'm sitting. Um, it's It does affect us our each we your dream affects my dream and it affects my mind and it colors my reality and the vibration of the way that you spoke when you were sharing about this dream I could just feel the high frequency of it and I think that these dreams recur because they are important and they raise our vibration and even if the dream stopped because you said this was a recurring dream from when you were a kid the fact that you can still remember it and and work with it after all these years, to me, tells me it's kind of like your symbol, your reference point for enlightenment. Like like um, Einstein had the recurring dream of sledding through the Alps as a young boy and breaking through the sound barrier and having this ecstatic memory. And this was when he was about 13. And he often would reflect on that dream, didn't necessarily have it as a recurring dream so much in his adult years, but he would reflect on it. And he, and it seemed like from what he expressed that it raised his vibration and it was his go-to energy when he didn't know the answer to something or he needed help in being able to solve a problem or reverse engineer something. So I think this is, this may be your access, Sandy. What, how, what are you getting from all this? Any of this making sense? Oh, it's landing completely um, when mm. you um, pointed out the, the feminine energy and intuition. 
and mm. I, I'm quite aware that um, my quest in life has always been to master emotional IQ. Mm. To wow. To really understand people so that I, I can open up and really love them, you know. Mm. So, boy, that... And and it really what what you've given me is um, a new way to uh, access what the because I've always wondered did I glean everything mm. I was meant to glean from the dream? Because I've always believed dreams have purpose for sure. Yes. And, oh, I love that question. Did I glean everything that I was meant to glean? I would say that the answer is no, because I think it's infinite what you could glean from this dream. It doesn't feel like there's a bottom to that pool. There's well, your an, reference uh, to, to, to Einstein mm-hmm. kind of said, ah, because it's so clear still. Yes. It, you know, like it, I don't have to dream it. It's there already. You know, you know um, the other day, I'm going to share this, even though it's I'm a little premature because it's like a, an aha that just started percolating in my head about um, the energy, like when we are in our soul nectar, like when we're really in the center of our soul, there's, it almost, to me, I'll just be personal, it feels almost like a drug, like I, I feel high. And when I step outside of it, things get, I get nervous, I get a lack, there's a lack of confidence, there's all kinds of stuff. But if I come back to the center place, everything is magical. And the deeper I drop into that center place, the more magical it gets. And this, the phrase that came to me the other day was, stay in the narrow of the marrow. And there's something about this dream, Sandy, that feels like it's part of the narrow of your marrow, <laughs> like it's magical in there. And if you lived from that swimming pool place, ah, like what things could come from that? What healing? What what transformation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so wow. aware of, of how peaceful and joyful that place is. I feel it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this dream with us, Sandy. Oh, and so thanks sometimes, for your input and perspective. Wow. Thank you so much. We'll call back in any time. We, we love you here. Thank you, Sandy. All right. So Have a great wedding. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So we're going to move to Christopher. I believe I know which Christopher this is, but I don't want to assume. Is this the Christopher in Topanga, California that I know? This is. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you fabulously. What recurring dreams have you been having? Or what's your point of view, your genius point of view on why we have recurring dreams? Well, I'll tell you one. I had the um, uh, on and on it it was based on an actual thing where I walked into a midterm chemistry exam at UCLA and I didn't realize there was an exam on and it was Mm. just a terrible feeling and I Mm. kept having dreams afterwards of walking into tests where I just didn't even know there was a test going on and it had this over and over it got to the point where I called years later. I called up the head of my doctoral committee <laughs> and asked the, him if um, uh, the university could take my doctorate back. 
Wow. <laughs> or, you know, if wow. I, and he said, oh, no, you, you pretty much have it for a lifetime. <laughs> but when, uh, in one of the, <laughs> in, uh, the doctorates are permanent, good. They couldn't take it back. But in one wow. of the, when the dream came back, I went into lucid, and I realized that the what I'd been interpreting is that the uh, walking walking into a, a test meant that and being unprepared meant I was stupid and incapable mm-hmm. and what and I decided to change it for what really worked for me when I did my doctorate and master's and all that. I went to a university where all the work was done in groups, and in groups mm-hmm. I shined. I had a greatest time, and I realized that before it just wasn't my cup of tea i hate working Mm. alone i hate working uh facing tests where nobody cares if i win or lose whereas if Mm. i'm part of a group and they support me and i support them i have a greatest time i was looking forward to going into tests where our group Mm. did their presentation I made T-shirts for us for us to wear. <laughs> we, you know, we just strutted on the stage. We had a great time. So it wasn't that I was incapable. It just wasn't mm. my cup of tea. And I realized that what really works for me is to be part of a of a union of a group where we can support each other. Wow. Christopher, you always take dreams into the most magical realms. And there's so many important things that you just said. I want to try to distill a few of them. First of all, if if you don't like the way a dream is going and you are aware that you're dreaming, you can finish the dream by kind of following your pleasure principle. Like what would what would make you feel happy or fulfilled or content? And you followed your pleasure principle and said, God, I just I'm just not happy alone. I'd rather have a group. So you, it's it's amazing. We have more directorial input on how our dreams go than we realize. But even if somebody, most people aren't going to be able to lucid dream. It's it's a skill that most people don't have. So you can still do this in your waking state. You can, in a meditative state while reflecting on your dream, you could do the thing. Ask yourself, well, how do I wish the dream would have gone? And I love this notion. I think some of the people that dream about that have test anxiety dreams or or they're walking in and there's a class, there's something that they're not prepared for are some of the people that do some of the most progressive things in this world. They're, they really like to be prepared and they like to know what's going on, but you can't always be prepared. But what I love about this, because you can't, you know, if you're tested in life, sometimes you might find yourself by yourself. And there's not a group of people with t-shirts on, but the fact, if it were my dream, Christopher, I would think to myself, I figured out a strategy for success when life tests me, which it will do. And it will often be by surprise. I can call on my invisible guides. I can call on the pack of animals that I know love me. I can call on my archangels. I can call on the beings that love me that have passed on. And so that at least on some level, I can feel like I've—I don't have to do it alone. Spiritually speaking, I can bring on this group to help me. I think that is really, really cool. Um, Nancy, what are you getting from Christopher's dream? What do you take from this? I—I I, I love Christopher's dreams. I'm pretty sure I've talked to you before, Christopher. And you're <laughs> yes, he calls it. He's like our other yeah. co-host. <laughs> he, is. he is. He is. These are—he's our second gentleman. 
And but yes. what I love a, about this dream is that it's so solution oriented that you know yeah. you you get to the point of just like you, if you were in a test. I mean, the whole point of a test is to come up with the solution. So the, if the dream itself is one big issue or a big test, you've passed it with flying colors because you came yes. to this, this solution that you don't, you don't like to be alone and that you don't prefer to work alone, and then you manifest that. So once again, you just blew it out of the water. He does it every time, doesn't he? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does dream. all the time. He's so good at that. I think there's something about you know, a lot of people talk about having dreams where they are revealed, like like you were talking about how you had the sense that you needed to check in about whether your doctorate degree was, was actually earned or something. And I think this quote-unquote imposter syndrome is interesting because we, like you, Christopher, I know who you are. You're a genius, and that it's hands down. But I think most people, and probably you too, it's we don't see ourselves. We can't see the fullness of who we are. So I think the people that have an imposter syndrome, they're up to big things, but they don't quite know how talented and genius they are because you're you. You can't see behind you. You're you don't you can't see the full spectrum. So I think it's it's okay to have the imposter syndrome because the most successful people on the planet have it. So you might as well, you know, join hands with them. Why not? And know that everyone doubts themselves, especially if you throw, if you put your neck out there, if you're really doing something great, there's going to be some part of the ego that says, you can't do this. You're not, you, you haven't earned the right to do this. What do you know? And the truth is your ego can't see the full spectrum of how genius you truly are. So anyway, I think it was a powerful dream. Thank you so much for sharing it with us, Christopher. Any Thank thoughts you. back from you after hearing all of our craziness? Be sure to check out some of the other wineries in Santa Rosa uh, nearby you. You'll really enjoy some some of them. One is called <gasps> Premonition. You ought to relate to that one. Oh, my God. So, oh, wow. so Sarah... <laughs> Christopher's goddess is a wine connoisseur. What was that that wine that I went crazy over? It was called Butter. No, Bread and Butter. Bread and Butter. It's the strangest name for the best bottle of wine I've ever had in my life. But I and I have yet to try the wine here. I had almost the whole bottle. (laughs) I I took. I definitely had more than my share, but. Um, the wine here at Tastings by the Sea is from E.K. Sellers, and I hear it's amazing. And I'm not drinking it yet because it's not 5 o'clock somewhere here yet. But I will be, before the night is done, about to go out and marry Gypsy and Gregory in just a few minutes. And I won't drink before then because then I'll sound like the minister from Three Weddings and a Funeral. So the... The Father, Son, and the Holy Goat. A ghost, sorry. Oh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spigot. I don't want to do that. So anyway, Christopher, thank you so much. It's always wonderful. You are our Gelman, our other Gelman on the show. Thank you for calling in. We so appreciate you. Thank you, you much. Bye-bye. Thank you much. Okay, so Nancy T, here's so I'm just going to summarize some of what it means when we dream about when we have recurring dreams. So, okay, now from wait one, one person, you oh, said you had yes. there were five things, and you did two. Yes. Do you want to whip through the other three? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. So, one, I think it's a litmus test. 
a litmus test letting us know how we're doing on our healing path. So like like the example of my dream about the guy that dumped me and my broken heart. And finally, instead of him dumping me, I'm kind of dumping him. And the tables have turned. And and then eventually we hug. And so there's there's healing. So it's a litmus test of healing if it's about something that's difficult. So secondly, oh, I'm going to add a sixth thing to this. Okay. I'm making a note for myself. All right. The second thing is it's a mandate. A recurring dream could be a mandate, like in the case of Susie, Susie Plaxen, um, dreaming about King Lillian, having some important dream comes through that gives you and even from sandy who just called in it's like some energy that is important for you to embody or for you to pick up the like take the baton and run and do something with it and it will it's almost like it haunts you until you do something with it you following me so far i'm following you i think it's great okay what three and so three, I would say sometimes it's a prophecy, like I like it could be a prophecy about like glad tidings or um, I know a lot of people. I was just on coast to coast with Lisa Gar, and a lot of people called in saying that they had recurring dreams before nine eleven of about mm. burning buildings or about planes crashing into buildings. So there was some yeah. kind of collective preparation that was being done leading like so that people could kind of gird their minds in a sense and not be as shocked or as devastated as they might be otherwise so whether it be something that's scary or something wonderful you might be getting um, a preview of coming attractions about something and I believe the message of that is telling you get prepared and if you can do something to prevent this or to prepare for this or to do something about it, then do something. And if not, at least psychologically prepare yourself. That Got would it. sort of be like my dream, right? The dream that I had about the piano. And then I Oh, yes. That was a little prophetic. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And then I think there's also that this is like the most mundane perspective, that it's simply a habit because we have our playlist of people, places, things, scenarios, dream scenes that we're used to. And many times our childhood home will show up as a recurring location. Um, Carl Jung had a recurring neighborhood, neighbors, library, a whole place that he would go to that was part of that wasn't at all part of his regular waking life, but it was a recurring place that he would always go to in his dreams. Um, Just so like these in are the movie these Inside Out. Remember the when they oh, doing the dream exactly. sequence and they. <laughs> They said, just oh run, the, run the reel, go on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Okay, if you haven't seen the movie Inside Out, it's such a great dream movie. It's brilliant. It's perfect. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, okay, yeah. so it could be simply habit. It's like your place, your your go-to place. Okay, and then I would say from an overview perspective, we could say that it's um, – that it's a sign of importance. I always like to say that in a nutshell, a recurring dream is the cosmic highlighter pen circling a situation saying, pay attention. This is important. Understand this drill here, go deeper, ask the question, be curious about why is this coming around? I had to do that with that, that recurring dream that I kept having about 
my the person who broke my heart way back when. It's like, why am I dreaming about this? Oh, maybe I'm not healed here. Okay, then why is this important? Why? And then I would say within those questions, ask, how is this trying to help my life be better? As opposed to why What's is this haunting me? It? What's good about it? Thank you, Nancy and Barbara Marks Hubbard. Very, very good. Right. Exactly. And then I would say the last thing is that it could be simply a prompt to teach you about how to become a lucid dreamer. We had Robert Haas on the show a month or so ago, and he was talking about lucid dreaming. And on that show, we talked about how if you have any recurring dream or dream theme, often it's letting you know you're dreaming. So if you see this movie theater, if you see this person that you don't normally see in your waking life, remember you're dreaming. And now you can say, well, now that I know I'm dreaming and I'm aware that I'm dreaming, what if I want to fly? What if I want to win the lottery? What if I want to travel around the cosmos? What if I want to ask Jesus, you know, what's up? What should I know? So these are the things that you can hopefully take with you all about your lucid dreams and recurring dreams. Nancy T, thanks for being on the show today. I want to let I want to let people know that you can go to amazon.com and get your hero's journey dream journal. It's now available. Can't wait to see you next week. We have a wonderful show all set up for you. Until we meet again next week, don't take your dreams lying down. Happy Beltane. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.